the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. One more segment to go here on a Monday. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Thanks, as always, to our buddy Chris Carter for joining us. Love chopping it up with that guy. Love getting the Migos together. It was our uh, loyal power grid megawatt listener and tweeter, Steel City Champs who crowned the three of us, the Migos, back in training camp. And you know what? If you've got tweets, listen, we know we're, we're not doing the show live for a couple weeks here as, as we typically do, um, but we still want your participation. You want to get involved with the show, you got combine questions, you got Steelers questions, you got football questions. Folks, maybe you just have life questions. Maybe you, you, you need to know what you should have for lunch on a certain day and you need mm-hmm, some help, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, You can always get at us. We will still take your tweets, your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions via the magic of Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. And when we're not doing the shows as as live and on point as we normally are, it's always a good time, a reminder as well, too. You can get us on demand wherever you get your podcasts. You can take the Steelers Blitz with you wherever you go. You can listen to Arthur Motes and I chop it up and do our shenanigans on your time, on your schedule, not ours. Just subscribe to the Steelers Blitz wherever you get your podcasts. And cousin, they already know that's Blitz with a Z. Ooh. Like Zamboni. I was, I was waiting on you. Okay, we going? Zoo. Like Zlatan. Like Zinc. <laughs> where do you, where do you, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, Don't you play with me? Like Zanzibar. Like zucchini. <laughs> oh, dang it, that's a good one. Do you play Wordle? <laughs> no, I don't. No. You'll probably be really good at Wordle, honestly. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Zeusophone, or is that just a Dr. What? Seuss thing? <laughs> Wow, you, you, you pulling all type of stuff out over there now, man. I know Jeez. you've got like seven more Z words in the back of your mind. I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I, I'll end it with zit. How about that? Oh, that's a good one. And I got plenty of, <laughs> I got plenty of those. Maybe not quite oh, as much as I it. used to, but, uh, you know, when you and I first stop started doing it. this five years ago, I still, you know, a lot of, I was like that episode of Doug where his zits are oh, pocket. Oh, gosh. Party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll have to do is uh, – transparency i never did this in school arthur motes all right because oh, i i studied hard yes i was a good student i mean you're a wu mountaineer let's be real baby come on it's now it's basically the ivy league of the appalachians that's what and i, I was, <laughs> ivy league of the appalachians that's what we're going with oh my where do you make this up? Where where do you come up with this stuff Wes? the ivy league of the appalachians <laughs> You like that? That one just, I don't know why I've never said that before. Wow. I'm going to, you know never what? never heard that. That's pretty funny, man. The next time Chris Carter brings up academics to me and his big pit law mm-hmm. degree, I'm going to have to sauce, yes. I'm going to have to sauce that one out there. Oh gosh. P- please do that. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. Yeah. We're, we're the Ivy League of the Appalachia. I've got, <laughs> I've got dignity, Arthur Motes. All yes. right. I've got integrity. I, Wesley Euler, would have never cheated on a test when I was in high school. I couldn't imagine that. Not even the thought of it. Not you. But next time I get you with with this Z back and forth, I'm gonna have to oh, like I'm, no. like I'm in oh, high school no. and write write a couple Z words on my Don't hand. Don't you do that to and, me? Uh, Don't you do that to me now? Little little, little <laughs> cheat sheet, if you will. Jeez. 
man. man. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz. It's our final segment, so plenty to get to as always. Motesy, I've got some Steelers would-you-rathers for you as it relates to the combine and everything Mm -hmm. that's going to transpire this week and all the, could they go this direction? Could they go that direction? Before we do that, though, I did want to around the league here for a second, maybe? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's go ATL, huh? Okay, around okay. around the league. Yeah, Let's listen, talk on, about it. On fire here. Um, I was thinking about this sometime in the past since we since we last recorded last week. Yeah, I was I was watching the NFL Network one of these mornings, and literally they went from talking about Tom Brady and like his retirement to what's going to happen with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and could those guys yeah. leave their organizations like Tom? Br- and it got me to thinking. Because, you know, after the Super Bowl, that Monday after the Super Bowl, you and I had the conversation of the NFL, every league is a copycat league, but the NFL, we all know, is a copycat league. Offenses evolve, defenses they're the evolve. Original, they're the originators of copycat. They are the, yes. every, every other league is copycatting the NFL as a copycat yes. league. We talked about that in the context of the Rams and how they haven't made a first-round draft pick in, what, like five years Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, they've been to two Super Bowls. They've won division titles. They won playoff games last they year. They won a Super win- Bowl. Before winning the Super yeah, Bowl this year. Absolutely. And you and I, you know, kind of had a conversation that Monday about the Super Bowl. Do you think that we could see some other teams try and be more aggressive maybe in the sense that we haven't seen a lot of NFL teams be historically? There's always been the ones that were more aggressive right. than others, would throw around money and draft picks a little bit more than others. But historically, you know, compared to the NBA, certainly, compared mm. to to baseball or hockey, I think teams are a little more conservative and sticking to the yeah. draft with being willing to take big chances with trades. And we discussed, could could that change with the Rams? So I'm thinking that's you know still in the back of my mind. I'm watching the NFL Network, and they're talking about Russell Wilson's situation. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers' situation. And it hit me. It struck me. The last two quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford this year, Tom mm-hmm. Brady the year before, did so in their first year after leaving the organization that drafted them and they were with with a long time. Now, those are separate cases, right? I mean, Tom Brady was 20 years in New England, won six Super Bowls in New England, but still Matt Stafford, the team that drafted you in the first round, the team that he Mm -hmm. was with for 12 years, I think, (laughs) over a decade, the last two quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl did so their first year with a new franchise after leaving their old team. Do you think there's any message in that for, for Russell Wilson and for Aaron Rodgers and trying to be aggressive to get into better situations? Or do you think that maybe that's just a rare coincidence and, you know, that's sometimes just the way things happen in sports? Like the the coincidence of, you know, we went 50-some years without a team playing in a Super Bowl in their home stadium, and, and now it's happened two back. years in a row. Back to is back, it just one of those? Is it just one of those coincidences? Or do you maybe look at it and you say, hey, you know what? Some of these quarterbacks with the player empowerment, if they can just get into a better situation, look out. How do you – am I too yeah. crazy when I'm thinking no, no, that so- so honestly, I do think that these situations were more coincidental than uh, a norm. But at the same time, if you're one of these franchise caliber quarterbacks proven guys, this could potentially be another avenue for success because prior to both of these guys doing that, the mode, the MO for the NFL in terms of winning was what? You have to stay with the team for a long time. They build it up around you. You're the outlier. You're the reason why you can, you know, force multiply and then you win it. Yeah. But it was rare to see a, t- a player go to a different team 
and have success, let alone do it in year one. I think even Drew Brees, he he didn't even do it year one. You think about Jameis Winston. I mean, when he went to, uh, obviously, leaving Tampa, he didn't have a ton of success yeah, right Brett, away out the gate. Brett Favre's Brett first Favre, year in New York took stunk him, right. before he so, went to like Minnesota. A lot, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of quarterbacks, it takes them you know, multiple years in that system for them to get acclimated and then for the team, more importantly, to build the roster to highlight their strengths and weaknesses. But now that we're seeing that, hey, man, with the way the NFL is moving, with the power that the players have as a whole, not even just quarterbacks, even wide receivers are able to move way to, to places they want to move to DNs. When we talk about Melvin Ingram, he essentially orchestrated that trade. So when you factor in that, if you're one of these quarterbacks, then yes, you look at this and say, this is something that we could potentially do. This is something that we could potentially hang our hat on. But the only reason why I don't think that we're going to see a massive shift in that mindset just yet is because of a lot of guys still want to win where they were drafted at. Hmm. They want to be the guy to say, hey, you brought me here. I brought you championships. Aaron Rodgers, he could have left multiple times. He's already won a championship there, but he wants to bring them another one. Russell Wilson is another guy, right? He's won a championship. He's taken them back Played to a championship. Yeah. And, and he's been a guy that's like, yo, I want to prove that when I win it next time, it's not because of the Legion of Boom or any other reason except me. Now, if you leave the organization and do that, you're still going to get credit, but it just feels a little different. Matthew Stafford, prime example. We salute and respect the heck out of this Super Bowl that he won with the Rams, but it would have meant a lot more if he did it in Detroit. Oh my goodness! You catch my drift? That'd be like, like LeBron. Respect- that'd be like LeBron exactly. getting one with the Cavs. That's way to exactly. Differently. <laughs> it, it, it felt no matter how much success Bron had in Miami, that one in Cleveland just felt hits different. Differently, it just yeah. felt different. It meant more. So even Tom Brady, think about it. The Tom Brady winning it in Tampa was kind of like the icing on the cake. That was the hey man, so no one can ever criticize me ever again. But. We don't hold the Tampa Super Bowl bigger than any of the Super Bowls in, that he had in uh, New England. No. Because it was like, man, he was homegrown. He had to do it and had to live it every single day. And it's just, as a competitor, as a former professional, it's just something about being able to be successful where you were drafted. It's just, sure. it just, it means more to you because you say to yourself, hey, this team didn't have to draft me. Every year is how many people they get drafted. Every year, how many players are eligible to get drafted? How many so quarterbacks team, get drafted? Right. Yeah. So when a team takes you, you want to you you want to reward them in a sense for their belief in you. And you hear a lot of us talk about, man, we felt slighted because this team passed on me, that team passed on me, this guy went before me. And it's like, well, you know what? It makes you love the organization that brought you in that much more to the point where you really want to prove something for them. So that's why it's like, man, I do think that we will see a little bit more you know, in terms of guys pinpointing where they want to go, but I don't think we're going to see a crazy overhaul like how you see in the NBA where, sure, you know, sure. guys are just like, hey, man, I want to go here because I think I could win here. And it's like, well, you won a championship, but it really doesn't feel the same if you would have done it this way. They want to do and it the honest. They want to do it the honest right. way and, and win one in Milwaukee. Right, right. Yeah. Not the Kevin Durant way where you go and jump right. on a Golden State. And it's like, right, right. yes, you won multiple championships, but – they do feel like they're weighted differently. 100%. And that, and that to me is something that I think in the NFL, we won't necessarily have to worry about too much just yet. No, I think that's well said by you, especially with certain franchises, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like if, if you're Josh Allen, dude. Um, you don't want to leave Buffalo. You want to bring it to the city. You want to be that, 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 that right. finally is you're able to break through those decades of mm-hmm. heartbreak and get it done. Joe Burrow, same mm-hmm. thing. Um 
you know, Mahomes was that guy in Kansas City. I mean, they had won a they had won a Super Bowl right. since that they had won in the sixties. Right. Um, I mean, your boy Baker Mayfield, he's trying to be that. <laughs> like in all honesty, no, like true. think yeah. about it, like it because all of these guys could force their way out. None of these guys chose to go where they went. You think Baker chose to go to Cleveland? You think he wanted to go to Cleveland? No. He was but playing flags he, at, at the right. midfield last time he was in Ohio. You know, but that's where he's at. So in a sense, you you buy into it, you dive into that culture, yeah. you just yeah, want sure, to reward. Sure. Not just the organization, but the fans. You want to reward the people that support you. You want you, when you see those people suffering every single day because they haven't had a winner in so long. You want to be the reason why they can smile. Because yeah. personally speaking, it's a great feeling when you bring something to a team or to a city that has been struggling. It, it feels awesome to be a part of change like that. Moats, imagine being part of. Hopefully, it happens sometime in your and I's lifetime. I mean, we, yeah. I think you and I, we still got a while to go. You know, hopefully another, mm-hmm. fi- hopefully another fifty years or so. At least, at yeah. least, at least. Uh, imagine being part of if it if it happens in our lifetime. Imagine being part of that that group that would bring the Pirates back a World Series. Absolutely, like, like it, it would it mean would be, so much. To oh, the city. It, so it just much meant, to the city, man. Andrew McCutcheon, Neil Walker, AJ Burnett, those guys. Mm-hmm. They mean so much to us just They're because stars. Absolutely. They, they made Pirates mm-hmm. baseball relevant, relevant for, the first, yeah. for the first time in a generation. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they won the World Series. Imagine if, a, you know, if yeah. you're in a place like Cleveland or Buffalo and you finally right. win oh, that oh, oh, Super Bowl. And you, and you actually win it for us. Not we got to live vicariously through. Right. Like, not like Andrew McCutcheon right, goes right, right, to right. New York or San Francisco <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're 100. percent And yeah, I'm sure Detroit's happy for Matt Stafford, but it's it's not yeah. it's not nearly. It, it, the same. it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, it's it's like <sighs> you, you got to see your the, the person that you thought was yours. It's like man, she's actually happier in another relationship. I oh, I, I know. And look, 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 you know, you say, hey, I want you to be happy, even if it's not with me. You don't really mean it. No, you don't mean and that. It's like, nobody. It's like nobody. It's like oh, that. you really are happy with Obi Lord. <laughs> Yeah, you say that to your ex-girlfriend. I just want you to be happy with that until she ends up with the guy who's making making six figures and as handsome as can be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And his name is Arthur Bose. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He's handsome and he's tall. He's tall. He drive a a nice car. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're sitting there and you're jalopy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the girl that you wished that she was just happy. Oh, well, man. she is. How does it make you feel? No, yeah. you're absolutely right. I just, I, I, I just, you know, that, that struck me. I wanted to, uh, to run that by you for a little around the league conversation here. Um, no, but that's a, like I said, that's a really good conversation right there because I legitimately, I struggle with that as well. When you think about, man, what is more important to us? Do we want to focus? So like in more so this season, do we want to focus solely on trying to draft, that next guy for us mm-hmm. do we put more stock in a mason rudolph because he was homegrown because he was a draft pick mm-hmm. or do we say man you know what we've seen these past two years how teams have got it done we've seen that you can have success like san fran did with jimmy garoppolo he's another guy right he's not he didn't play he wasn't drafted in san fran he was drafted in new england right but they brought him over there and you saw the success that he's had for them now taking them to a super bowl and then taking them to what an nfc championship game so it's like, man, when you throw those when you throw those type of proven elements, those type of proven pieces where you can see and say, hey, this is tangible. I can see this plant and it makes sense. Well, that's the part where I get conflicted. That's the part where I say to myself, man, do you hang your hat on Mason or a sure. draft pick or even Haskins who you have to acquire? 
Or do you actually go out there and say, you know what, we need a high-end guy that is proven. We need a high-end guy that we know can play in this league. And, and like I said, man, for everybody, they're going to weigh that a little bit differently. But when you ask yourself, hey, would you rather have a championship that feels 100% like yours? Or do you want a championship that's a little watered down? I think that's where, you know, people will differ in their opinions. Because yeah. like we said, yeah. not everybody wants a Kevin Durant Golden State championship. But at the same time, not everybody is going to be patient enough for a Giannis and Sukupo Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. either. And that's mm-hmm. where you have to find that fine balance. Yeah, and it is, you know, it's it's a weird generation and a time period for that too because mm-hmm. we have boiled this whole thing down to legacy directly yep. relates to rings, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's and that's, the whole... And that's, that's the product of it, absolutely. Yeah. Because how we judge people now is always, regardless of how great a player it is, we always bring up how many rings they have until it doesn't make sense in the argument because when we right, say how right. many rings and we say, well, Jimmy G got two, you're like, whoa, 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 that is a chunk. Or how many rings? Oh, eligible. He got, he got this. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Jimmy, yeah, G's got, Jimmy G's got right. more rings than any quarterback in the yeah, NFL exactly. right now. But but now they don't want to talk rings. But then if we're talking all-time greats and we're saying, hey, where's Aaron Rodgers rate? What is the first thing they say? Well, he only has one ring. He, he only, only went to one back to another one. Yeah. So it's like you can't have it both ways. But unfortunately, this is what today's generation is about. We only ring count. And it's unfortunate because it loses the context of who is a good player and who is a great player. I completely agree. I blame Michael Jordan. I mean, he just had to go and win six rings, and then all of a sudden that became the debate standard. It wasn't that. But (laughs) but it wasn't that because we've seen guys win rings before. Bill Russell. That's true. That's my thing. It's like he's already done that. Right. It only became an issue when you have a LeBron James who is showing you, whoa, this is totally different. But hold on. This is our hero in terms of Michael Jordan. We've never seen anyone close to this. Now we have a conversation what do we do? So then it became what? Well, we're going to yeah. penalize him Ranks. because he went to he went to a ton of championships, but he didn't win them all, and he won only six of his. And now, even think about it, a couple years ago, we had to tr- people tried to have the same conversation about Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Well, I'd rather be Montana was four zero. I'd rather be four zero than 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 Brady. It's like, bro, Brady went to how many championship games? Like how many Super Bowls he played in? Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to penalize You'd him. Rather lose for in the first round of the playoffs? What? Like, what like, are we doing? That here? doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Don't you want to win playoff games? Don't right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 100% with you there. That, that's a good conversation. I like that. That's fun. Um, all right, as we start to wrap this thing up, about 10 minutes left here, Arthur Motes. I've got some would-you-rather hey draft scenario. Actually, you know what? As I'm thinking this out in real time, here's how I want to do this, if this is okay with you. I'm going to give you... I've got three different potential draft scenarios for the Steelers. Not okay. like specific names. I'm talking position position groups here. Yeah. Um let's start let's start with this. Okay, I'll give you two at first and see what you think of the two and then we'll bring the third one into the conversation. First right. scenario first scenario Arthur Motes, this plays out over, you know, again, free agency's about 2 weeks away from now. The NFL draft is a little less than 2 months from now. End of April. Free agency mid-March, NFL draft, end of April. First scenario, the Pittsburgh Steelers select a quarterback in the first round, okay? And they take an offensive lineman in the second round. Mm -hmm. Second scenario, the Pittsburgh Steelers, sometime in March, sign that veteran quarterback that we've been talking about in free agency, or they could even trade for one, right? Like a Jimmy G. Let's say sign or trade for a veteran Mm -hmm. quarterback. 
they take offensive line, defensive line in the first and second rounds. Okay? So quarterback from free agency or trade, Mm -hmm. trenches first and second round. Which would you rather of those two? Quarterback in the first round, trenches in the second round, or Mm -hmm. quarterback via free agency or trade, trenches in round one or two? For me, man, it's quarterback free agency, trenches round one and two. I just think that when you're talking about the depth in terms of O-line, D-line in this class, I like it early on. I think that, man, it's a lot of place, a lot of players that can come in and help you in a big way early. Whereas I also feel like a veteran quarterback is going to have that immediate impact in contrast to this class. Kenny Pickett, we said, is the most pro-ready. But to me, Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph are too similar. So if I don't love what I have in Mason, why would I love what I have or love the optimistic uh, about a Kenny Pickett. So that's the, for me why I would much rather just go the safe mm-hmm. route of man, get me my O line and D line, and let me draft. I mean, let me go out here and get free agency, get this quarterback that I want, who I know can help me win today. Even if it's only on a two year plan or a three year plan, at least I know I'm going to be relevant. At least I know yeah. I'm going to have competent play there. Whereas when you talk about scenario one where we're drafting a quarterback, Okay, if not Kenny Pickett, then what Malik Willis, but with Malik Willis, we already said that, hey, it's some question marks with him just because we know that he still has to develop and be more consistent with his footwork that'll make him a more accurate passer. We know we love his athletic ability and we think he has an extremely high ceiling, but you still have to worry about how long it takes for that to develop. We don't necessarily think that he is, you draft him and he's the guy from day one. We, we're not necessarily there with him either. So that's why for me, in order to keep us where I think we should be in terms of relevancy, because we still do have a ton of talent on this team. Even mm-hmm. though we talk about us needing to address places or address pieces, we still are very talented. Yes. So if that is the case, why waste the TJ White year? Why waste the Mika P- uh, Fitzpatrick year? Why waste the Cam Hayward year or potentially a Stephon Tewitt year, a Deontay Johnson year? And those are the things that I say, man, when we have the piece that we have, if quarterback is our biggest concern, go out there and get the quarterback that you feel comfortable with in free agency that is not going to break your bank. And then from there, you get what you need in the draft. And now, say a year from now, when we talked about that class being a little bit better from a quarterback perspective, Bryce Young, we talked about some of the other guys, right? CJ Stroud, etc. CJ Stroud, yep. Right. If you feel like those are the guys you want, well, now they are still in play for you. And now you still feel like, man, you didn't waste a year because, hey, you still could be just fine with the free agent quarterback. But a year from now, if you want to move up in the draft and get one of those guys, you don't hesitate to do it yeah. because you know, hey, we were already here. We already had, you know, this, this, and this in line. We just needed to get rid of this big contract to go get this rookie contract. And now we keep the ball rolling. I concur. So we would both say out of those two scenarios, we'd rather bring in the quarterback via mm-hmm. free agency or via trade and then address the trenches in the draft. So mm-hmm. would you rather that scenario – quarterback free agency trade trenches in round one or two or would you rather Steelers go offensive line in round one and then in round two when the Steelers go to pick there's a quarterback there one of those rookies that we don't expect to be there there's you know in the Mm -hmm. second round Malik Willis is still there um would you would you rather still go veteran quarterback address the trenches in the draft or would you maybe offensive line first round and then all of a sudden oh wow there's this guy with some upside there at quarterback in round two i mean for exercise purposes yeah that sounds great but what's the likelihood of malik willis being there when we pick in the second round i don't think very good 20 percent 20 percent right so if i want to mortgage 
this class on him being in the second round. I personally don't like that. I just don't think that that is good math or good probabilities, you know, in sure, terms sure. of I think that we could do it a little bit better. And then if it's not a Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, I'm not really over the head, like over uh, head over hills over a Sam Howe or a Matt Corral or a Carson Strong or a Bailey Zappi. Like those, right. Those guys don't really make me feel as confident or feel like they're going to come in here and beat out a Mason Rudolph. And if they're not beating out Mason, if they're not beating out Dwayne Haskins, then why am I bringing them in? And that's, that's you know, that's kind of always been my sentiment as I look at this draft class. Don't tell me this quarterback is good. Tell me he's better than Mason. Tell me he's better than Dwayne Haskins because we've already seen these guys. And if they're not better than them today, I don't really want to waste my time picking them because I already know that they're going to be the starter and we're going to need other pieces to be, to, you know, step up and play for those guys. And if we wasted a pick on a quarterback that isn't going to beat them out, well, now I'm sitting here looking at this second round pick being a backup saying, we're well, doing the Creed, we doing was, the Creed Humphrey right, thing again. <laughs> right. Imagine, imagine if, imagine if Mason had another weapon out there. Or imagine if we had another D, a guy on defense, like how yeah, we there's, just there, there'd, be, there'd be a good defensive back right. go in the second round, a few picks right. after and all season we'd be saying, Oh, imagine if you had that guy in the secondary. Exactly. Versus, a guy holding a clipboard or even maybe not even holding a clipboard because if he doesn't beat up Dwayne Haskins, then he's not even dressing. Or if you so, still bring in a veteran guy right. too, who, who beats you know him out. Saying? Yeah. So that's, that's my biggest issue with that right now. I just, I just feel like, man, if they're not going to be better than Mason and Haskins, don't waste your time picking them unless you're going the Malik Willis route, who we know is drastically different. And we feel like his ceiling is a lot higher than those guys. Completely agree. Completely agree. All right, Arthur Motes, we got a couple minutes left here, like four minutes. Man, you, 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 you trying to get me in trouble with some of these scenarios, man. I like it, though. You brought this up to me. Here's where I'll close. You brought this up to me pre-show, talking about mm-hmm. you know the, the restructure, some of the restructure release yeah. conversations mm-hmm. we've been having over the last couple shows. There's a name that's been thrown out there that's a quarterback – that I've been cu- accused of being an apologist for in the past. Now, I denounced this man many moons ago. But you can't the, help yourself. But the stigma you know will always stick with me. You know you can't. It's it's like cigarette smoke. No matter how much you try to air it out, it still sticks with you, baby. Okay? <laughs> One, do you buy that the Colts are really going to release Carson Wentz? And two, if they did, would you have any interest at all? Power grip, megawatts. If y'all can see the big smile that's on Wesley Euler's face right now, as he's talking about his favorite quarterback of all time behind Ben Roethlisberger and John Elway. Oh my gosh! If you could see the way that he is just gawking over Carson Wentz. Can we get Wentz to Wentz. wear number seven? Like, oh my goodness! I mean, I think I just saw a North Dakota State Bison just flash across the screen. That's how much West started just. You know, fawning over Mr. Carson Wentz in this conversation. I'm so mad that we don't have the camera on for y'all right now because it is unbelievable. But to answer your question, (laughs) if he was to be released, and obviously we would be able to negotiate because he would be a free agent, you know, in the sense of we don't have to pick up the contract that he's currently on. If that is in play and you could get a more performance-based contract, where it's, hey, a little bit more incentives, a little bit more. You do this, then you get this money versus, hey, get this money up front. I'm not, I don't hate it because he does have a lot of intangibles. I mean, he was drafted, you know, where he was for a reason. He's very talented for a reason. He was having a MVP caliber season for a reason. And I do think right now he is definitively better than Mason Rudolph 
and Dwayne Haskins. He's a proven starter. He's proven that at two different organizations. As much as I like to give him crap, I don't disrespect starters in this league, guys mm-hmm. who've proven that they can do it in multiple places, which he has done. Sure. Now, we can criticize you know, him having his performance that he did against the Jaguars at the end of the season and them ultimately not making the plus because of that. And sure, I'm cool with that. But at the same time, you're not going to just discredit all the other things that he's done and what he was doing for that Colts team this season. At times, he looked like he was back to form. At times, he looked like he was legitimate. So with that being the case, yeah, if he's available and it makes sense from a contract standpoint, yeah, I'm definitely you're not taking open a huge to him. financial risk. Right. Because he's young, he has a big arm, he has the prototypical size, and he has athletic ability. I think that in the right system, you know, with with the just good coaching, good nurturing people that are going to believe in him. Yes. I think he could continue to develop and grow even more. Now it depends on, like I said, though, how you, how patient you want to be with a player like that, because he's not not a rookie. So it's going to cost. And you have to ask yourself, Hey, do you still feel fine when this guy is making, you know, because he's a twenty million dollar quarterback. That's oh yeah, at. you're you're not Bare gonna minimum. get you're not gonna get to bring right. him in for oh here's yeah. six seven million dollars. Right. Let's see so, approve so, it. That's, so if that's you're not fine, with, so if you're fine with twenty mil plus and maybe some rocky roads, but you know long term or at least you feel like for the season he gives you the best chance to compete for a championship, then go for it because we have the cap flexibility this year, which is a rarity for us. Like mm-hmm. I said, we typically aren't in this position. We typically don't have the money to say, you know, we can take a chance on a Carson Wentz type. But this year we do. And we have enough draft picks that we can get away with it if we go that route that we can say, hey, go O-line, D-line, first couple of rounds. We can do that. And I do think that unlike Mason and Haskins right now, in certain situations, Carson Wentz is a force multiplier. He is a guy that when he is on his game, he has proven to be a really good quarterback in this league. And those are some of the things that we can't necessarily say about Mason and Haskins just yet. When we talk about those two guys, when we talk about any quarterback in this draft, it's more so speculation. Whereas with Carson Wentz, he's already proven. He's already proven on multiple areas, multiple locations that he can win in this league, that he is a good quarterback in this league. So to me, if he is available, and like I said, you're interested in that flyer on him, absolutely, I'm I'm all for it. You'd kick the tires if the price was. Yeah, I, I could get behind that. But to me, it's more so the price, right? Like I said, if we're in that 20 yeah, range yeah. or we're talking down a little bit short, if he's talking 30 plus, I don't want that because I don't think yeah. he's consistent enough for that. But at the same time, I'm not going to disrespect him saying, hey, take a $10 million deal because he's above that range to me. I'm not going to even ask him to take 15 because I think he's above that. But anything above 20 now, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Is the value worth it? Too yeah. inconsistent, right? Agreed. Because when you start talking 20, now I'm talking about how many players we're missing out on at other spots. You know, and that, and now you're going back to that, you lose the rookie quarterback model, the young, you know, or inexpensive quarterback and boost up everything else around you model. Now you have to have a quarterback who you truly believe is a force, a force multiplier, a franchise quarterback. And that is the, the question right now still with Carson Wentz. Is he a franchise quarterback? I think he's a proven QB1. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback yet, right. just yet. And that's the difference to me. I don't want to pay a ton of money to QB1s. I pay a ton of money to franchise quarterbacks, not QB1s. And that's to me is the biggest difference. But that would have to go into just the negotiation element. It'd be interesting. I tell you, it, it would, I would make love for, it if, it'd make for a fun plot for this show. I tell you that. It would. If, if we if we can make it more incentives, if, if we could do something like that where it's more, you know, first year, maybe it's a little bit lower on the base pay, 
Yeah. But year two, if you make it to year two, we got a team option. And it's like, hey, team option says, yo, we're paying you starter caliber money. Now that's different. We, we've seen the, 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 the emergence of these voidable deals where it's yeah. like, hey, man, it's a, a five-year deal, but the first year is the only one that's guaranteed. After that, if he makes it to this part, then boom, we'll take that and escalate it. Taysom Hill has a contract just like that in New Orleans. We could do a similar situation where, granted, he would obviously be compensated more respectfully than where Taysom is from a quarterback standpoint. But as a whole, I think something like that I wouldn't hate either. It's going to be interesting, folks. It's going to be very, very interesting. That'll mm-hmm. do it for us today. The next time I talk the ins with Arthur Motes on Wednesday, I'll be live in an Indianapolis hotel room, baby. Woo! There it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Arthur Motes, as always, my favorite co-host, the best co-host in the business. And uh, and one more thank you to our guy, CC. Mr. Chris Carter, for joining us and laying it down as always. So that'll do it for us today. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved, if you've got any questions throughout the combine process. Uh, But the rest of this week should be a lot of fun. So until then, I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. And we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.